Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you this week because we have a lot to talk about. We got some football to talk about. We got some proper football to talk about. We have some roughhousing to do. We have BYU football news, BYU Pro Day, and March Madness to recap. It's just, it's a beautiful time of year. We have lots of sports going on. There is lots to talk about. And yell about. And yell about, yeah. You, the, you like Towards the end of the episode, you might want to turn down your volume. Just a quick warning right Fair there. Fair warning. Before we get into the episode, we want to remind you to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal to Royal Pod, where you will find lots of fun and interactive content as well as news and some more stuff to do. It's going to be really fun hanging out with you guys on there. We appreciate all the interaction we get with our fans. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you leave a review and a comment on our Instagram. We love you guys so much. Like We can't just stop saying we love you guys. We love you guys. We love you. Now let's get to it. Let's bull. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here. That's right. Let's back this bullet. Yeah. 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 Let's go wild. Let's man. go, baby. Let's go. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. This is a podcast about sports. We will talk about them and discuss them. We hate Utah, they suck. <laughs> Round of applause, what a beautiful intro this week. Absolutely gorgeous. That's just absolutely not planned. I know that you guys are totally thinking, wow, they spent hours writing that. That was the most beautiful piece of music. <laughs> The best score I've ever heard, but no, that was just off the cuff. So. No, yeah, we're just talented. We're just built different. Built different. Built different for real. Yeah, we're prospects. Prospect. <laughs> that is the new Royal Strong and True meme. Prospect. It seems we'll uh, you'll hear that a couple more times. Yep. I think he's a prospect. Prospect. Um, unfortunately, we were without Dan this episode. Rest in he peace, Dan. He could not make it. He has uh, other obligations that are academic in nature. Mm-hmm. You could say essays. 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 And these aren't like the, hola ese. No. <laughs> these are essays, like papers. Yeah, you know, there, there's no pretty way of putting it. Essays suck. Yep. Especially when you have multiple to write at the same time. As Best does. of luck to you, Dan. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's get things moving along. Uh, usually, this would be where we keep the house. But we are going to rough the house course, because Dan isn't house. here. <laughs> we gotta get we we gotta give him something to do when he comes back. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's got to be a house to keep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, in some state of there's, disrepair, there's got to be some keeping in the house that needs to be done. Yes. And we will make it so that the house housekeeping needs to be kept. Exactly. Yes. So we are unkempting the house. Yes. Uh, I'll start things off. I got some okay. story time. Got so it. today I'm at work. Uh, as we know, we'll talk about this later, but the Final Four is awesome. Crazy. An awesome Final absolutely Four. Beautiful. Awesome March Madness tournament. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and today, I got into a little bit of a culture war. Culture war? Yes, with uh, an NBA apologist, mm. some would say. 
an NBA fanatic, others would say. Mm. And uh, there are some other words that other people would use, maybe us off the air, that we would use to consider these kind of people. But anyway. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll use NBA apologist in this in this sense. Fadoodle snarks. A fadoodle snark. Yes. So I'm talking to this guy. He's a friend. I, I consider him a friend. Okay. Good guy. Good right? dude. He just has some interesting political. It's like that one friend that has those views and you're like, yeah, it's just like okay. like really cool to hang out with, but ran- every once in a while we'll like spurt out like a random conspiracy theory, and you're just like, okay, yeah, cool, dude. Yeah. And you're like, all right, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's talk about something else. Exactly. So anyway, uh, we're talking about basketball, Got and it. he is like not liking the Final Four, and he's like, da 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 da, this is stupid. Like, there should be more, and we'll get into this more kind of in the in the Final Four chat, but he's like. College sports are just unwatchable. He kind of like went the De'Aaron Fox way where he's like, mm. I can't watch a college game because it's so bad and the good teams aren't even in the tournament, blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of debating with him. I'm like, you're stupid. I didn't say that, but I was like... You should have. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, you, you know, like the passion of the college game. There's more passion in one college game you'll see in the entire NBA season, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the margin for error is so much smaller in yep. college because there's it's a one-game tournament, yep. right? You have to show up for every game. So we're kind of talking through this. And then he asks an interesting question. He says, football is flawed, yet, right? And I was like, yes. He's like, basketball is flawed, right? And I was like, uh, yes. Where are you going with this? He's like, no, basketball is the perfect sport. Because see, in college football... You, there, are, there are only two teams that can win it every year. And so every other game that doesn't involve those two teams is completely meaningless. And so who's going to tune in on a Thursday night to watch Indiana play Illinois in November? Us. And I was like, excuse me, we will. Yes, yes we will. And I, it, it was just one of those moments where you're like, there's a massive disconnect in society. Yeah. It, like, I don't know, maybe we're the crazy ones. Mm-hmm. To, to Likely. We're li- yes, likely. <laughs> but it just, it was crazy to me that somebody looks at college football and is like, I don't care about this sport because only three teams can win the championship. Mm. I, what are the, I, I don't know. I want to hear your perspective. I, I was very taken aback by that take. I get what they're saying. Um, and I think he's probably speaking from heart as a BYU fan, right? We've been independent for so long. The majority of our generation remembers BYU as an independent school and r- remembers very little of the Mountain West. That seemed like the glory. That's probably what the 80s feel like to yeah. our parents. Yeah, Sure, yeah. So losing one game did kind of ruin BYU season. But Indiana and Rutgers playing in November in the Big Ten might actually mean something because they could still fight for a Big Ten championship game. I don't know. It's this weird thing where like... Championships do matter, mm-hmm. and you want every team to be able to have, you want every team to have the chance to win a championship at the beginning of the year. But at the same time, football in it of itself is just a beautiful game. It's just a beautiful game. Lots of intricacies going on. Teams fighting, dog fighting it out. Grown men imposing their will over each other, while at the same time there's some random carnival food being pushed down to everyone. Being pushed down everyone's throat, and there's a band, and there's five shirtless dudes, even though it's negative 10 degrees outside, with painted letters, and their nipples are sticking further out than the than Iowa offensive yards in a game. Like, it's, it's different. Like, I feel like you do have to be a special kind of crazy to love college football the way we do. 
but you don't have to be crazy to love like you can love college football and like you don't have to be crazy that, that's just a normal human thing like if you don't love college football <laughs> then you should get checked out yes we're but, not yeah. gatekeeping here by any means loving it as much as we do i think might be clinical <laughs> good word <laughs> but hey that's okay we love being clinical we love our little our little candy land over here yes i very much enjoy <laughs> our little candy land over here yeah uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it was just an interesting uh, a, th- a thought. What do they call it? Like a thought? A, uh, a thought machine? A thought? A, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah. A, uh, <laughs> it was uh, a, a, a head a, scratcher. It was a... Head scratcher. Thought provoking. Thought provoking. Like, yeah. Something like that. Thought provoking is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. It, a thought provoking conversation topic. If you, Like, I, I think there's a... There's a culture in American sports that if you're not playing for a championship, you're not playing at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that is completely untrue, as you can see in a college football game. Like, take the Apple Cup, for example. Mm. It hardly ever means anything, but yeah. those two teams are trying to kill each other. Yeah. Right? Or take, like, a Conference USA, like Charlotte and Middle Tennessee State, where there's, like, pick sixes and the score is 49 to 48 with three minutes left in the third quarter. Like... It's that kind of stuff that makes college football amazing. It's not the fact that Middle Tennessee will never play for a championship game. Yeah. I don't know. It was just an interesting uh, thought experiment. Maybe that's what I was looking for. Yeah, thought experiment. Uh, but yeah, just to a kick things tank. off. A think tank. Something like that. I don't know. But to build on what you're saying, like these kids are fighting for something too. In college football, like the, the NFL draft, I don't even know. It's got seven rounds. Each round has 30-something picks. And then there's undrafted free agents on top of that. Mm-hmm. The NBA draft has like, I think, what is it, two rounds? Two rounds of 28 or something? Two rounds of 28, and there's a couple undrafted free agents here or there, but not very many. Right. Not very many at all. And like, probably 20% of that is people getting picked from overseas, and another 10% is people getting elevated from the G League or getting right out of, like, I don't know, like out of high school, or I guess not out of high school anymore, but it used to be that. Yeah. So like... The, like the percentage of basketball players that get drafted is much smaller than the percentage of football players that end up on an NFL roster. Wait, yes. So By a large margin. I could see. Obviously, I've never played a college sport, so I don't know. But I could see like playing basketball at let's say playing basketball versus football at Middle Tennessee State, right? Okay. Playing basketball at Middle Tennessee State, you might think, okay, there's no chance I'm going to the league anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna play, even if I score thirty. Like maybe I'll get the G League, maybe I'll play overseas, whatever. But middle, t- middle Tennessee State football, like, crazier things have happened. Like, there there are guys from your college playing in the NFL right now. Like, let's see. NFL players <laughs> from Middle Tennessee State. Kevin Bear, Tyrone Calico, Chandler Brewer, Darius Harris. Who are any of these people? Reed Blankenship. I've heard I that I do name. know Reed Blankenship. <laughs> so there are players out there. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's just an ulterior take on it. Uh, basically what we're getting at is college sports do matter. Yeah. And if you're attacking the college game, you are attacking us personally. Yeah. And we'll take it personally and we'll respond in like. We won't stand for that. Nope. All right. Yeah. We can move on. Sorry. Just got to get that out of the way. Let's talk about Ted Lasso. We do love Ted Lasso on the show and you know, we got to update you. The new episodes are coming out every Wednesday. Jared, did you watch last Wednesday's episode? I am all caught up. You are caught up now. I had forgotten how amazing Ted Lasso is. It is so funny. I was crying laughing at multiple points. <laughs> it's amazing. And I love the storyline right now. Yeah. It's it's really cool. And I, if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead two minutes. Is that what we always yeah, say? That's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two minutes. I love the storyline we're setting up, right? 
the whole Ted Lasso is trying to like actually be a good football coach now. It's it's less like he has a lot of pressure to be less like feely and like goody feely two shoes. Yeah. And more like a professional football coach. But he still gets to be him, Ted La- his Ted Lasso self, and it's what differentiates him and what that makes players want to play for him. Yes, and you see how he refuses like in the first episode when she's like you know, go fight back against Nate in the West Ham. And then he's just like, I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumb American. <laughs> and he takes his team to the sewers and stuff. And it's like, which is really funny. Actually, it's a really funny metaphor. But it was perfect. Yeah, right? it was great. And that's what makes Ted Lasso great. And so it's like him versus society. And like, you can be a good person and still, I, I don't know. It's very fun. No, I think I, I love it. Do you think, I'm sorry, I forget what his, I forget what the name of the character is in the show. The new like soccer player that everyone loves. Zava. Yeah, Zava. Is he based on Zlatan? Absolutely. <laughs> the first time I heard like, oh, he's a psych, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, yep. maybe. It's Zlatan. <laughs> okay, the whole scene in the urinal with <laughs> Rebecca and she just screaming at him and he's like being right. <laughs> he's so just funny. still going like he doesn't stop. <laughs> just going, going. That was awesome. That's just love that like when he like it's like. I am going to sign with. <laughs> I'm going to, and he just completely like says no to Chelsea or was it Chelsea? That it was uh, yeah, it was Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, just says no to Chelsea. I'm going to sign with Ted Lasso's team. And he's like, can I keep this pen? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep this pen. Just and like then, that perfect. And then he shakes hand with the manager. And he just <laughs> <takes> <laughs> pictures, like, <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. Classic Ted. And uh, the storylines, I feel like the storylines off the court or pitch are just as important like yeah. i love keely's new like her pr firm is like super like bleh, and she's trying to ted lasso it and yeah, she's like uh-huh. going through her own struggles of trying to be a ted lasso uh-huh. and then like rebecca still has her like inferiority complex with her abuser you know like i think that's really interesting and then nate dude screw that guy yeah, bro screw that guy screw him there's no love in no, my body for this man not <laughs> hate that guy I hate Rupert even more now in this oh series. Gosh. Like at the first couple seasons, he was he was just like a douche. Like that's like he wasn't yeah. like now he's just like legitimately evil. Yes, and it feels like in the first seasons, like he would just come in for like just these. He was like, oh, I'm gonna appear and like, like boo. Here's uh, this little cameo, so Ted Lasso can defeat me with kindness. Yes, right? he can beat me in darts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's like the Satan character. Yeah, he's always uh-huh. wearing black. He's like, yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if you're hearing this now, that means you are safe from the spoilers, so stop hitting that skip 30 second button. Yep. Here we are, we're ready to go. I have a fire fest that I need to tell you guys about. Let's get it off your chest. So this morning, I was running a little late, right? My wife and I were talking about something. Um, We were talking about, like we had just gotten back from Bear Lake, this whole Bear Lake weekend, and it was our anniversary. It's our anniversary today, actually. So we were talking and we were saying, you know, like two years together. I know, we're we're just talking, we're having a good time, right? So I'm like a little bit later than normal getting out to my car. I parked in a not so orthodox spot. Like it, I thought it was fine though, right from the church building, because we got home late from Bear Lake last night. Mm-hmm. I get out there. I get to my car at 7:12 a.m. Oh no! I look at my car, oh, no. and there's a parking ticket on it. And I was like, "Well, shoot!" Like I kind of expected this almost. Yeah. But then I look to see at what time I was issued the parking ticket. Oh, no. 7.07 a.m. No! 7.07, five minutes before I got out there. No. That's ridiculous. 
That's terrible. Uh, so, yeah, happy anniversary to us. I have to appear in South Salt Lake Court to tell them why I parked there, I guess. Oh, but, uh, Other than that, uh, anniversary is great. Good. Love my wife. Lots two of year, snow. Two years strong. We're still going. Let's go. We're going to be going for a long time, so. And many more. Many more on Channel 4. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> um... Let's see, how can I parlay this? Speaking of parking tickets, mm. let's move into football. football. Yeah, we're uh, kind of going off the hip here because Dan isn't here. Oh, yes, hand raised. Speaking of the defense system, uh, we have the 4-4-3. Four, four, I, I don't know, I don't know soccer formations, I'm sorry. The 4-4-2? Four, four, well, this week's episode four, four, yes, the goal is called 4-5-1. Oh, 4-5-1. Yes. Sorry, All that being said, we're, we're, we're speaking proper football. Proper. Uh, yeah, we're going to start this off. Uh, Dan does a lot of our proper football stuff, so yeah, if we, we are know. incorrect in this, yeah. it is his fault for not showing up. Yeah, we have no clue what the heck we're talking about. Uh, yeah, so we just had some technical difficulties. We had to record about another 10 minutes or hey. so, just dropped down on us, so we're hey, back. Ain't a thing. Ain't yeah. a thing. You guys wouldn't have known if we didn't tell you, but we told you because we're transparent. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Okay, uh, anyway, proper football. Hashtag Mormon Messi. Taylor Booth. He's a guy from Eden, Utah, which in the uh, recorded part that was lost, we spent time looking it up. We found out that it is east of Far West, so we are calling it Far East. So, Mormon Messi from Far East. Mm -hmm. Basically Argentina, so he's going to be a god of football in the next 20 years. Um, He debuted for the national team. In their seven win, their seven one win over Grenada, they also won against El Salvador tonight, one zero. And he also came in and played. Oh. He's a midfielder, plays a little bit of outside wing. He's scrappy. He had a, I thought it looked broken, but his nose was just bleeding all over the place today. Gotta love Lots it. Lots of blood everywhere. Looked Very like good. a rugby player. Um, yeah. So good for him. I hope he does That's big grit. things. That's grit, baby. Grit. Now we have the NWSL to talk about. It was the opening weekend. We really know nothing about this, so shout out to Dan, who is the perfect uh, football correspondent. The expert. Filling us in on the deets. Michaela Clough had two shots and a yellow card. Love seeing a yellow card. That's true grit. If you're not getting yellow cards, you ain't playing ball. Yep. For the Orlando Pride, but they lost 4-0 to the Portland Thorns, which is a cool name for a FC. Yes, very cool. We'll see a not cool name coming up. Um, for those thorns, Michelle Vasconcelos scored a goal as part of that 4-0 blowout. Uh, good for her, good for her. She came off the bench. And then Olivia Moltri. Moltri. Olivia Moltri. Uh, 17-year-old LDS Phenom also made an appearance for the thorns. So good for them. The thorns may be our new team, apparently. We also have to give a quick shout-out to Ashley Hatch, who had two shots and a sog. A shot sog. goal. But mostly because she also had a yellow card for the Washington Spirit and a 1-0 win over the OL Reign. Yes. And finally, last but not least, Cam Tucker had two shots, one SOG, no yellow card. But there's room Ooh. to improve. It's just the opening weekend. Yeah, okay. she, she can get back into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was. Maybe her coach was like, we don't want you to get a yellow card. FIFA fair play. FIFA, yeah, exactly. Something. Anyway, we expect more yeah, from we do. you, Cam Tucker. Uh, but great, great job anyway. Houston Dash zero zero draw with Racing Louisville FC. That Terrible is, name. Yeah, not not so good. Not a good name at all. Racing Louisville. You need to change everything. Yes, everything. 
Okay. <laughs> Next up we have real, very real. Real. Real I don't know anything about this. Jerry, take it away. Uh, yeah, so I was watching a little bit of this in between the <laughs> basketball games on Saturday. Um, we played a decent first half. Okay. It was back and forth. We held our ground pretty well. Turn back on the basketball game. We come out in the second half of RSL. I check my phone again. We're down 3-0. And then later they attacked on a fourth. It was a blowout. It was bad. It doesn't make sense because if you look at the stats... We had 19 shots to their 14. We both had eight shots on target. We both had three shots off target. We dominated possession 61 to 38, um, or 61 to 39, whatever. We had five more corners than they did. We have 12 less fouls than they did. And we had one more yellow card than they did, so that's good. And yet we still lost 4-0. I, I, I don't know. The stat sheet would tell you one thing, but the scoreline tells you another. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Jared, can you put that in the football terms for me? Yes. Uh, it would be like... Earlier in the season, Utah okay. State traveled to Tuscaloosa. Yes. Okay. Don't know why they did that, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they outgained them. Okay. They, they didn't in real life, but imagine yeah, this. Or imagine. They outgained them. They have like four more. They are plus four in the turnover margin. Okay. They are a hundred percent on field goals, and that turns out they're just one and one on field goals, and they lose fifty-five to three. Even though they had the statistical edge in everything, they had more first downs. They had more everything. They outpossessed Alabama like forty-five to fifteen. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I didn't watch the whole game, so that shame on me. But you can't shame me when I'm watching Elite Eight basketball. So now nah, March Madness is definitely more important. Anyway, yeah, we also like they got work to do. Uh, also, Dan added hashtag Pablo out. Who's Pablo? I, I don't know. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, this whole portion is usually scripted by Dan, and uh, 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 he put that in there with just hashtag Pablo out question mark, and we are. We're a little, uh... There are 152 posts on Instagram with hashtag Pablo out. Do any of them have to do with the Real Salt Lake? Uh, one has to do with a, looks like, Mexican high school basketball league. Okay. Hijos del Mendiria, del Mendiria, desde 1966. CB Independiente. Okay. Versus Mendiria. Yeah, I don't think that's what Dan was talking about, but I'm not going to rule it out. Uh, if anyone is interested, CB Independiente won 48-36 over Mendidia. Okay. Good win. Clap it up for the boys. Hashtag Pablo out. Uh, all right, should we move on to something that we do actually know and can talk about? American football. Blah. We got real football. I play baby. football. Yeah, best football. Football. The real football. Okay. We're going to talk about the best football league out there. We have to bring it up. UTFL, baby. The Utah Tackle Football League. It is officially Voodoo Hate Week. Hate the voodoo. We hate the voodoo. voodoo Only so. white magic, not black magic. Exactly. It's not a racist. That's just no. the voodoo. Yep. <laughs> should think these things through before I say them. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. We have scrimmaged the voodoo before. We shut okay. them out. We won like 18 to 0 or something like that. I don't know. It was okay. kind of like a weird scrimmage where like our defense was starting to click, but our offense hadn't clicked yet. Okay, that's but right. I do think that we will perform pretty well against them. I do have a sad announcement. The UTFL has decided not to stream its games this year, so oh. there will not be any live streams to send out to you guys to watch. That means you just need to show up, baby. You just need to, you just need to show up. Here's some scores from around the league that you guys need to know. Space Force 44, Kings 0. Oh. The Kings suck. Like, Is that that one team you were bad. telling me about? Like, yeah. Okay. A couple of our players who wanted that, thought they were all of that left to join the Kings because they thought the Kings were so great. They literally, there's only nine players on the field. 
I don't know if I showed you guys a video. Yeah. They literally dropped nine. <laughs> they dropped nine. Like, Kuyaki. They dropped. It's ridiculous. They suck. <laughs> Panthers 24, Outcast 8. Okay. Spartan 0, Ducks 14. Hey, you guys did better than the, the Spartans. We did score on them. And then Wolves 0, Voodoo 18, which was Ooh. a big surprise. It was actually an upset. The Wolves were power rated over the Voodoo. The Voodoo shut out the Wolves, which is unheard of, though the Wolves are struggling this year to get players and everything together. So, the Voodoo is 1-0. We're 0-1. We have a chance to even the score, go 1-1 this Saturday. It's going to be good. All right. But some possible bad news. Uh-oh. So, as you guys know, it's been a very rainy, snowy winter. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Unbelievably so. Norm- like, the high normally this time of year, like last year, was like 65 degrees or something like very that. Very warm. Like, very ridiculous. Balmy. And, like, dry, you know? So, they tore up the field last week because it was very snowy and muddy. Oh, no. The elementary school has now evaluated the fool, the field and told us that we are no longer allowed to play on it. Oh! And that will, they will reevaluate it after Easter. So, we are currently looking for a field to play on. Otherwise, this week will be delayed. Um, so, if you have a field that, uh, <laughs> that the Utah Tackle Football League can use for, you know, Saturday morning to mid-afternoon... Uh, let us know. We do have a couple, like, we're, we're putting feelers out there, and we're hoping that one comes back. But, uh, yeah, we're kind of in some deep doo-doo right now. Wow. So That is very deep doo-doo. Some struggles in the UTFL. <laughs> hey, that's very elementary school. Maybe it would help if you actually freaking kept your field every once in a while and, like, actually aerated it, actually, like, planted some grass every once in a while instead of just... <laughs> relying on the same dead grass forever like do something with the field maybe 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 maybe. don't let it become a mud pit and then you won't have that problem maybe 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 maybe. what do we know what do we we know i'm not an herbalist (laughs) that's definitely what the term is for a field keeper i am not an agrarian an agrarian you need somebody from utah state for that uber got him All right, uh, let's move on to another football league. Let's do it. Well, we just finished watching, actually, the XFL. Uh, It is back, baby. It's back. Full Uh, force. Speaking of back, the Brahmas. The Brahmas are back. We took it to the Dallas slash Arlington Renegades. What what are they? What even are they? They're the Renegades. The Renegades, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. are they Dallas? They're technically the Arlington Renegades, but their logo still has a D in it because they were the Dallas Renegades. I don't know. It's a bunch of bullshit. Doesn't make sense. It anyway, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter because they lost. But the Brahmas are back. Uh, I think we're what, like two and four now? So Hey. One game at a time. One game at a time. We are not out of playoff contention yet, I think. I don't know if I should look <laughs> that up. But uh yeah. Uh, tell me, how are the Sea Dragons doing? Sea Dragons are actually on a tear. I think we're on a four game win streak now. Uh yeah, we're doing actually really well, which is very surprising. Um Ben DiNucci? He's still Ben DiNucci. Huh. Still, he, there's literally no universe in which he does not throw at least one interception per game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're doing well enough to win, and that's all that matters right now. Nice. So I have some updates on the standings. Standing update. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Brahmas are in second place behind the Arlington Renegades. Who Yo. Uh, sorry. Yeah, we're in third place. I meant to say. Oh. Uh, we're behind the Arlington Renegades. They are three and three. We are two and four. Okay. So, uh, interesting fact about the Brahmas. On the road, we are 2-2. Two and two. At home, we are 0-2. Oh All right. Stay on the road, then. Stay on the road. <laughs> sea Dragons are tied for th- second place in their division. 
sitting at four and two, tied with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Which I'm gonna say that's it's a tough draw with the divisions because we have the Battlehawks and the Defenders in our division, and they're the two best teams by far. Yeah. So it's it's kind of rough. Um, but the Defenders, speaking of Dan, and the Defenders, five and zero or six and zero, whatever it is now, six and zero, undefeated. Uh, they're absolutely just tearing through people today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually just got a text from my brother, who is a DC Defenders fan. Uh, Cobble? Yes. Uh, he was watching anxiously this game. He is a big fan. Um, he said, uh, let's see, that's the best part of the XFL, the refs discussing penalties, and then Jacob says, <clears throat> yes, it was hilarious to hear one of the sideline refs come up to the main ref and explain why he threw a flag. No. Here's the explanation. Unsportsmanlike conduct on number three. He squirted a bunch of water on me from the sideline. <laughs> That's incredible. That is why we love the XFL. Absolute chaos. Anything can happen at any time. You gotta love Literally the anything. There are uh, four more weeks left in the XFL. It goes to week 10. Okay. So, some big stuff happening. And then the playoffs will be the top two from each division, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. And they'll play in a little playoff. So uh, We're in the home stretch. We are in the home stretch, baby. It's time to start paying attention and actually watching the games, everyone. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> if, unless you're like us and have been watching every single game ever. So. Of, of course. Yep. Yes, without fail. Every minute of the XFL. Especially these last two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, now let's talk some real football. I'm actually very excited to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something to confess. Huh? So after the first weekend of March Madness, because the, after the national championship game in college football, it is officially basketball season. Yeah. And it continues until the national championship game in basketball. Yeah. Correct? Which is a week from when we're recording this podcast. Uh-huh. However, after the first weekend of March Madness, I started to feel a little bit of a... I could smell it in the air. I was like, wait a second. Football is a sport, Right. It's healthy. I could feel it. It was starting to come back. Just a little bit, but I was like, all right. Sniff it. We have a lot of March Madness. We've got two more weeks of this. There's Sweet 16. It was really juicy. So we go through Sweet 16, the Elite Eight. I wake up on Monday morning. I don't know what it was, but I could smell AstroTurf in my nostrils. (laughs) It's almost time, baby. Yes, man. It is almost football season. I I know that I'm kind of a week early, but I'm not saying it is football season. I'm saying it's almost football season. No, it's always football season. It's okay. always football season. <laughs> you can pay less attention during this time because, you know, we're still pre-transfer window. There's going to be a lot of changes happening. But we're only a week away from the spring game. We're not even a week away from the – we're four days away from the spring game, from the spring scrimmage. And well, uh, Technically, it's a scrimmage. Whatever yeah. they want to call it. Whatever they want to call it. Uh, but, yeah. So, let's talk some, shall we? Let's do it. Let, uh, first item of business, let's talk a little bit about the pro day. Um – there's a bunch of stats everywhere. Yeah. I kind of just want to hit the highlights. I think the main winner was Caleb Hayes. Yeah. Who absolutely winner. jumped off the page, literally with a 40-inch vertical, which would have been sixth for his position at DB. 17-inch bent reps, which were second for his position at the Combine. 4.31 40-yard dash. Which is ridiculous. Not only is that third best in the position group, that is third best overall. Yeah. So that was absolutely incredible. And then in the 20-yard shuttle and the three-cone drill, he was also tied for second in his position. Those are incredible numbers from him. So shout out to that guy. Speaking of the 20-yard shuttle, Christopher Brooks would have been first in his position group Yo. as a running back, running a 4.18 in the 20-yard shuttle. That's 
So I think those two are probably the guys whose stock raised the most, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was enough to get them drafted, but it may be enough, especially for Caleb Hayes, to at least get him like an undrafted free agent signing. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. And Chris Brooks, I think, might get looked at as well. Yeah, no, I think I'll get a UFA as well. I think I'll get an undrafted free agent kind of thing. Houston Haymuli uh, was a big loser in the fact that he demonstrated that BYU was a big freaking loser for not ever <laughs> playing him. Boys, an absolute unit beast put up 31 reps on the bench press. Absolutely nuts. That's insane. I can't do 31 reps of, like, the bar. The bar. No, I, I can do 31 reps of the I bar. I can't. But I will raise the <laughs> hand up. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. He also had a really good shuttle. Again, I don't know if enough for him to, like, really get a look from an NFL team, but mm. USFL, XFL, he, he's going to be playing spring ball. Heck, yeah. He better be. Along with some other guys. Earl Tuyoti Mariner, Peyton Wilgar. They had some impressive showings. Gunnar Romney actually didn't really do that well. Mm. And he is coming off of, like, a very injury-riddled season. I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see him in the XFL. Kind of like a couple years ago when we saw Colby Pearson yeah. uh, playing in the XFL. So, yeah. I think the, the spring football leagues are really helping these guys get an opportunity to, if they don't make it in the big leagues, which is difficult, right? Yeah. They still have that opportunity to be able to showcase their talent and stay up to date and prove that, hey... You know, if I work on these things for a couple of years, maybe I'll get an undrafted free agent signing. Yeah, so NFL Pro Days, NFL Combines, they're like such weird snapshots. And like growing up, like as a kid, like even in high school, like I was like, I was known for not being a very good practice player. Like I just like went, like, I don't know, I kind of went through the motions and, you know, maybe I should have applied myself more. I definitely think I should have applied myself more. But then when I got to the games, a switch kind of flipped and then like I was a different player in the games and I wasn't practice. So I think the spring football leagues give the NFL a chance to see guys like actually play. You know, you're not just it's not just a scrimmage, it's not just, you know, spring football, it's not just whatever they call it mini camp or whatever or NFL preseason bull crap. It's actual real football and you get guys like Gunnar Romney maybe that will get a chance to showcase what they're all about once they step in between the game lines. Exactly. And so I'm I'm excited for these guys. We have to talk about the big three as well. Blake Freeland, Pukunuku, and Jaron Hall. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Blake Freeland is the only one that I'm really that high on, which very impressive. He improved his, what was it, his 20-yard shuttle yeah. by three-tenths of a second. Yeah, that's a lot. That's insane from when he did at the Combine. So I for sure expect him to see going in the draft mm-hmm. um, or expect to see him going in the draft. And then Puka and Jaron probably will both get drafted. Yeah. But I... They did not do anything to improve their draft stock at Pro Day. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Jaron, I don't know. Like, he proved that he can run. He proved that he can throw. He's, he was also kind of weird on a couple of his throws that were a tiny bit off rhythm. Yeah. That were a tiny bit, you know, a little bit behind, you know, and he struggled in the NFL combine. He didn't complete a single deep pass, I think. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I do think both of them are going to get drafted. I think. Jaron will probably be like a fourth or a fifth rounder, and Puka will probably be a sixth or a seventh kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Blake Freeland, I think he'll probably be a second round guy. He'll be I, a day two guy for sure. Yeah, at least day two. It's possible that he could go in the first round, but I very much doubt it. Apparently, people really like him as a player. People really like him that he's very cerebral. He can learn a lot. The only critique on Blake Freeland is that his arms are short. Yes, he does not have. Long arms. Which is important as an offensive tackle. Like, it you is. You need to be able to keep a defensive lineman off of you. But he is fast. He's got that 20-yard shuttle. He's 
He can move side to side. He can move his feet. He can pass block well. He does a lot of things very well. So I think the team will take a chance on him. And, and at the very least, he's going to be a bench player that will give you important backup reps. He'll be able to come in for an injured player and not just get the quarterback smushed on every play. Yeah, absolutely. So he'll definitely be able to earn a living in the NFL. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, there were similar critiques of Brady Christensen, of his arm length. And but he came in and he's doing really well. He's a starter now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm excited to see where these guys go. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they fall, too. Uh, yeah. Kind of like we were saying, we don't really know if they have improved or decreased. Like, they definitely didn't do anything bad, Yeah. but we don't know if they actually moved up. So, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see. Um, do you think we'll see anybody else drafted besides those three? Before I answer that, I do want to just, oh, yes. just want to add one thing. I did see earlier today that apparently the Indianapolis Colts have met with Jaron Hall and really like him. They okay. do have a fourth-round pick that maybe could be... Oh, interesting, interesting. Other than that, like, honestly, like, as much as I love a lot of these guys, like... I don't think a lot of them are. I don't think a lot of teams are going to spend draft capital on. I do think that we'll have a lot of guys go and undrafted free agency. They'll go. They'll sign for teams. They'll probably make teams as well. Mm-hmm. But if a guy does get drafted, my guess is it would be a guy like Caleb Hayes, maybe. Right. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really see another guy like going within the seven rounds. Yeah, that's me as well. We saw Chris Wilcox. Um, a couple years ago with the the Zach year when we had yeah. seven guys get drafted. Mm-hmm. Like, he just surprised everybody. He got drafted yeah, in the seventh kind of round. Snuck in. Yeah. That, that might be something that Caleb Hayes does as well in the Caleb very, very Hayes, late yeah. rounds. Maybe Chris Brooks. I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem to be a very deep running back pool this year. So mm-hmm. it's possible. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll give us something to follow during that week of whatever week it is. April something. Yeah. I don't know. It'll give us off-season content. Yeah, it'll give us some content. So yeah. thank you, NFL, for doing something. <laughs> something. I do have a question for you, though. This will be the last pro day that BYU puts on by itself. Mm, cool. After this, it will be the Big 12's pro day. It will be a like joint pro day, all the Big 12 schools. You'll get all, all of the NFL teams there. Granted, all NFL teams were at BYU pro day. One more notably than Utah's, <coughs> who was missing a team. Uh, we're, 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 we don't compare, but... No, we absolutely compare. Frick you, Utah, you suck. Um... <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Do you do you wish that we could keep this type of pro day, or are you happy that we're moving into the Big Twelve communal pro day? As a BYU fan, I don't like that we're going to Arlington or because it's like the Dallas Cowboys thing, yeah, right? Something like that. Yeah. I don't like that as a BYU fan because I think it's very cool to put the spotlight on BYU specifically as a program to prove like we are ready. We have the like. Because the, the show they put on, right, in yeah. whatever, it's, it's an awesome... Incredible production. Yes. They do really good. It's very well run. And the NFL mm-hmm. always talks about, wow, this is an awesome program, right? Yeah. And to go along with that, I don't know if you're going with all the other Big 12 schools, if you're going to give everybody on BYU the chance that they deserve. Yeah. You're not, mm-hmm. Lorenzo Faute is not getting an invite. Earl Tuyoti Mariner is not getting an invite. Chris Jackson... Yeah, there's no way he's going to get, you know, it's only going to no. be the Blake Freelands and the Chris Brookses and Caleb Hayes. And Jaron Hall. Jaron Halls. Yeah. That, that's my concern as a BYU fan. As a Big 12 executive, of course, that's a that's a genius move by your mark, right? Money out the wazoo you're going to get from that, right? Yeah. But as a BYU fan, I don't like it. I think you like it as an NFL executive, too, because that's less traveling you have to do. <laughs> Much you easier. Know, instead of going to 12 pro days, you're just going to one. Mm-hmm. You spend your entire day there. Everyone comes to you, and you know it's, it's really easy. 
But yeah, no, I completely agree with you. There are guys that will not get chances to, like, not just from BYU, from all of the Big 12 schools. Right. That will not get right. a chance to participate in Pro Day because of this communal approach. So that's kind of sad. Who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll do something where they'll have like a main show pro day, and then they'll have like a JV pro day. You know, they'll do like a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, if you want to stay for longer, you can. Here's like some players that didn't make like the first cut or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like even though that though is kind of like degrading a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, no. Who knows? Who knows? I I guess we have a year to figure that out. Yeah, we'll see how it happens. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about BYU's football season this year. Because mm-hmm. we have the spring scrimmage or spring game. It's not yeah. a game, though. It's not just a, game. a scrimmage. Not a game. There are no winners and losers. No, no not a game. No, we're not using in-game schemes here. <laughs> Unless it's the alumni game, then there I'm is a winner or loser. Absolutely. We have both of those on Friday. Yep. Uh, that'll be exciting. I'm, I'm working the men's volleyball game, so I won't be able to be there. I won't be able to see what the team looks like in the scrimmage. Um, but I'm very excited to see. I'm excited to rewatch it at like 10 p.m. that night after Bad Batch and Mando. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what our offense and like you were saying uh, before we start recording the defense too. Yeah. What does that even look like? Yeah, it's gonna be a ton of fun. I will be there. I will have a full report to give. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, uh, it'll be on BYU TV mm-hmm. at 1 p.m. It's three Eastern, so yes, 1 p.m. Mountain, I think. Something I like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll Check Instagram. Up. We'll look it up. We'll, we'll find it. Instagram. You'll find it. One thing that we must mention is uh, Sione Paua, our defensive line coach, loves Wendy's. Oh, okay. He loves Wendy's. They asked him his favorite part about being in the program. He said, the creamery. And then he said, the beautiful view from the practice field. He said, I'm not talking about the mountains. I'm talking about right outside the gate, you can see the Wendy's. Right outside of the <laughs> practice field. And I'm sitting there like... Man, a Frosty looks so good right now. I could go for a Frosty. So Sione Pua loves Wendy's. If you want um, sideline passes this year, maybe just bring a Frosty, scream, Sione, Sione, <laughs> until he looks around. He'll see the Frosty, and he'll let you right onto the sideline. Yeah, guaranteed. You have the stamp of approval from Real Strong True Podcast. That is what will happen. Yeah. Okay. Don't quote us on that. <laughs> um, any uh, thoughts on football before we move on? I love football. Football is incredible. I love that uh, just in Alabama land, I do have to bring it up, uh, Nick Saban just taking shots at the Alabama basketball head coach. Oh, man. Awesome. No, no, such, thing about, no such thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Nick Saban is so hard to hate. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. The more like the more I read about Nick Saban and the more like he like actually talks to the media and is himself instead of just like his... Like, the grumpy game day. Yeah, the grumpy yeah. game day character. He's actually a really likable guy. He's yeah. really funny. And the fact that he just wins championships like he's cutting his toenails, like, it, it's insane. He's just, he's a, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. That's why he's the GOAT! That's right! <laughs> anyway, speaking of Alabama, <laughs> let's start there, actually, shall we? Yeah. SDSU in the Sweet 16. We're talking about March Madness, if you're not clued in yet. Dude, they punked Bama. They punked Bama. They Bama. punked them. Bama cannot buy a bucket. No. Like, Bama is live by the three or slightly live less by the three. Like, they, they don't <laughs> have cold nights. This was a once in a blue moon cold night. Or I guess San Diego State played really good perimeter defense on them, but they could not hit anything. No. And San Diego State's defense is like, 
like like you said, Alabama's just we are going to hit the threes, and then if we don't, we're gonna just hit two thirds of the threes. Yeah. And the San Diego State was like, how about zero of the threes? Absolutely, just destroy them. They were like, all right, either shoot the three, and we're gonna be all over you, or you come inside. We'll give you the entire anywhere from the hoop to the three point line. You can shoot it. But if you come inside, Mensa's going to swat the crap out of you. And yep. he did. Yep. And Alabama was like, uh, uh, what is a mid-range? They could not function. <laughs> and then the stupid decision, you're down two with like 40 seconds left, and they fouled? Yep. What? Makes no sense. You just gifted them two points. <laughs> Made no sense at all. I don't know. Like I, This San Diego State team, like I hate San Diego State just because they're San Diego State. Of course, of course. But I love this San Diego State team because they are the definition of just a good college team. Absolutely. Probably zero out of their five starters will do anything in the NBA. They won't even get looked at. <laughs> Probably most of them won't even be in the G League. <laughs> but they're just like a group of veteran guys that have been with the program for four or five years, that all know each other, that have worked hard, that are gritty, that do their thing. It's just, it's a beautiful college team. Yes. And and they excel yep. at that. Mm-hmm. And just, all right. I don't care what the sport of basketball is supposed to look like, according to the NBA scouts. We're just going to muck it up. You're yep. going to walk through the mud if you're going to beat us. They know their role. They wear their hat. They put their head down. And they do their job. Yep. And you would expect nothing less from San Diego State, right? Yep. That's exactly that's what they've always been. <laughs> that's just San Diego State right there. Uh, so that game was awesome. After the finish of that game, I realized... I felt like a weight had been lifted off of my yeah. shoulders. Mm-hmm. I think Alabama had been looming over this whole tournament, you know, the whole off-court thing, and we'll talk about it later, but what feeling, like, seeing them lose, and in such a hilarious fashion, mm-hmm. where they were just so arrogant that they refused to win, it was so gratifying, and now, like, from that point on, I was like, I don't care who wins the tournament. Yeah. I, I'm rooting for everyone now. Exactly. There's no villain. Like, it, it was awesome. It was beautiful. There are a lot of really other good games in the Sweet 16. Gonzaga-UCLA. Whenever those oh. two play each other in the postseason, it's always a classic. Dude, that game was so funny. So me and my dad recorded it because okay. we were at dinner for his birthday. Got and it. we come back and we're playing it. And my mom always fakes, makes fun of me and my dad because we say, that's game. That's game. Like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys heard it on the in the recording. There's 14 minutes left. That's game. That's game, right? But it seriously felt like that. I felt like I was watching BYU play Gonzaga, except I didn't have the emotional investment into UCLA, so it was really nice. UCLA was up 13 at halftime, and then as soon as Gonzaga cut it a six, me and my dad looked at each other like, this is over. There's no, UCLA does not stand a chance. <laughs> and it, Gonzaga, it, they did exactly what everybody thought they would. Mm-hmm. They just scraped their boy back into the game. <laughs> they got a double-digit lead, and then hung on for the win. Like, and that's what Gonzaga does. Bronson hits that shot. The literal exact Freaking same shot. Strother just walks down the court Strother, yeah, and sure. just bangs it. It was... <laughs> Everyone in the nation was like, what a stupid shot until it went in. BYU fans are going, oh no. Oh no. PTSD. <laughs> We've seen this before. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was very indicative of a Gonzaga basketball game. Then you gotta love Gonzaga moving on to the Elite Eight and then absolutely getting freaking obliterated by UConn. <laughs> Apart from the championship game that they lost to UNC in like 2017 or whatever, uh-huh. anytime they lose in the tournament, it's a blowout. Yep. Like they'll win some good games and then when they lose, Blow. like Baylor, blowout. Yep. UConn, blowout. Blow. So it was very funny to see it happen again. Very disgusting. Sparty. 
tried against K State. That was abs- that was an incredible game. Went Probably, into overtime. Yeah, super cool. You got that really cool moment with the K State guard breaking the all-time NCAA assist record in the tournament, and then also fake arguing with his coach and throwing a lob to go up two in overtime. That was awesome. Absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, and then FAU, dude. What the heck? They are a team. FAU is they're they're that guy. They they they're, are that guy. They're those guys. They really are like. Everyone was like, "Oh, FAU, yeah, they went twenty nine and four or whatever." It's CUSA. It doesn't really matter. No, this team freaking plays. And did you read the the story that came out on FAU's head coach today? Uh. Uh-uh. So apparently, he took the FAU job on a whim without ever seeing their facility or anything. Like he had never been to the school. Oh my gosh. He just took the job. He got to the school and saw that it was so bad. The facilities, the gym, everything was so terrible that he broke down in tears. Like, literally cried. Oh my gosh. And was going to quit. (laughs) He was going to quit. But apparently his wife and his best friend talked him out of quitting and told him to just give it a chance, win, do what he he needs to do to then move on. And here he is, in the freaking final four. In the final freaking four. Oh my gosh. So that's incredible. That is wild. FAU, dude, what a freaking band of brothers! Like, dude, like you said, they're just, they're just those guys. Like, they just, I don't, we don't care who you are. We're gonna beat the crap out of you. <laughs> Gotta love FAU. That's Gotta brutal. love it. And the fact that they beat Tennessee, frick you, Tennessee, frick Tennessee, bro. Yeah, just frick the entire SEC. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the SEC. That that was funny. Remember when they had a bunch of teams in Sweet Sixteen? We're like, oh man, SEC is just good. And now they have zero. zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, FAU come back to beat Kansas State. That was fun. Yeah, bittersweet, but you know, we're sad that Kansas State lost. But if it was to anybody in the tournament, we're glad it was FAU. Absolutely, it's one of those where you're like, I don't care what my bracket says, I'm rooting for this team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, after the second day of the tournament, that's normally when your bracket is like you ha- you have less than fifty percent of the bracket possible. Yep. To get correct, so at that point, you're just like, yeah, throw out the brackets, tear them off the wall. It's time to just enjoy March Madness. And that's exactly what we've done. And it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Uh, Kansas State, uh, a lot of people are talking about their Marquise Noel guy, the 5'7 dude, went off against Michigan State, played really well. Yeah. There were a couple times in that game, though, against Sparty, where I was like, he's going a little bit too hero-y. Yeah. Like, he's taking some dumb shots. And then it really showed up in the FAU game, mm-hmm. where he was like, I'm him. I'm Jimmer. I'm going to win the game. And he just, it wasn't it. And, yeah. he, it, it, and I feel like he kind of cost them the game a little bit in the end. But shout out to FAU as well because yeah. they just they put up with it and they beat them. FAU played a dang good game. San Diego State beat Creighton. That game was an absolute slugfest. The <laughs> second half, I think there was like a combined 30 points between the two teams. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And then San Diego State ends up winning on an absolute ref show call. So Yeah. Uh, if you're a Creighton fan, you're incensed about that. If you're a San Diego State fan, that's the right call. That's the right call, yeah. Yeah. As a college basketball fan, I'm like, yes, it was a foul, but I want to see it not decided at the free throw line. Yeah, but like, you know, a foul's a foul. Yeah. At any point in the game. Like, you can't just not call a foul. But at the same time, like, in the last five seconds of the game, like, you've seen people literally get, like, smacked across the (laughs) face and nothing gets called. Yeah. I, I don't know. Either way, like, both of those teams were good enough to win, yeah. and so it, it, I don't know. I wish it would have gone to overtime. 
But yeah, I wish so too. Notwithstanding, I am okay with San Diego State winning. Notwithstanding, Jared. Yes. I know Big J vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, we had our AP style Jeopardy today in oh, class. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm rolling. No, um, and then we have to talk about Miami too, dude. Mm. Miami, we they got up against Houston, and we were like, okay, here comes Houston. They're going to do what they did against Auburn. Nope. Miami just shut the door. Bang, bang, bang. Three after three after three. Mm-hmm. And then Texas was up like 13 in the second yeah, no, half. Texas was up by a ton. Yeah. And I, me and Kinley stopped paying attention because we're like, oh, okay, Texas is going to run away with it. And then I look up and Miami's like down six. I was like, what the heck? And went to commercial. Look back down at my phone. Look back up. Miami's up by two. I was like, what is going on? And Miami's up by 10? Yeah. And they didn't hit a three in that whole comeback span. How do you do that? Jim Laranjega, baby. He's just an absolute incredible coach. And I didn't realize this. Saw on Twitter today. He's the same coach that took George Mason to the Final Four way back when. How did we doubt him? How did we pick Drake over this man? Over this Ibis and Jim Beheim baby? The Ibis. Yeah, I mean, the Ibis is just beautiful. It, it, it is. Something else that is very beautiful. You heard last week we did our little group thing where we chose our random Final Four. We chose our random Sweet 16 teams, mm-hmm. and whoever has the winner is going to get a prize. And if none of us has the winner, we will suffer some sort of punishment. Some sort of punishment is going to happen. Something beautiful that has occurred, there is one team left in each of our groups, which is pretty incredible. Uh, that is very incredible. We and, were not expecting that to happen. And including the enemy pick. Yeah. The enemy had Miami, mm-hmm. uh, and I had FAU, uh-huh. Dan had San Diego State, and you had UConn. Uh, yeah. It was a perfect split. Perfect split. So we got SDSU, UConn, FAU, and Miami. Those are the final four teams left. Who do you think wins? So we got Miami versus UConn. Yep. San Diego State, FAU. These are tough ones. I think everybody's money is going to be on UConn because yeah. they have not played a close game yet. Yeah. I think that it could be potentially bad because mm-hmm. Miami has the offense to keep up with UConn and they have all the experience in coming back. They are, have the experience in playing close games and putting away teams that they are much inferior to. Mm-hmm. Um, I That one's a tough one. My brain says UConn. My heart says Miami. I I don't know about that one. And then in the other side, you have FAUS, SDSU. Again, this is almost like Alabama without the arrogance in FAU. Okay. And then San Diego State with just their little rocks for brains. We're going to make this a rock fight, caveman style. <laughs> I, I think they're both close games. Personally, as a BYU fan, I want FAU to beat San Diego State. And I want Miami to beat UConn. Mm-hmm. Just because UConn already won a title. And none yeah. of these other three teams have. And so it would be cool to have a new team win the title. Yeah. Uh, but do I think that's going to happen? I have no idea. Yeah, no. I totally agree. I just think... The most fun scenario, because okay. at this point I'm just throwing everything out the window. And I'm, of course, I'm for fun. Of course, the most fun scenario, in my opinion, is FAU and UConn. Okay, okay, or FAU Miami. Why not? Okay, let's do FAU Miami. Okay, FAU Miami, just so that we can have two Florida teams and FAU can win the national championship. Absolutely beautiful, and the fact that they do it over Miami once again proving that <laughs> FAU UCF literally any school in Florida that is not in a not in the ACC. Or the SEC is the best school in Florida. I love that. That is the narrative we're going to roll with. FAU, the best team in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Again, it is not an SEC or an ACC school. Nope. Um, I have a question for you. Yep. And we can wrap up the show with this. Okay. 
on Twitter and in general, there have been people that have been very angry. Mm-hmm. My boss being one of them at BYU mm-hmm. TV. Very angry that we have a four, five, five, nine in the final four. Why? People have been very mad because there are no good teams. Oh, heavy frick quotation you. marks. Frick you. There are no blue bloods. Still, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad there's no blue bloods. I hope there's no blue bloods. Exactly. So I want to have this conversation because my dad was very incensed, and uh, I was too because we saw this happening, and like the people around us have been talking that like this is such a stupid Final Four. They need to redo the March Madness format because we can't have this. No, we can't have these bad teams going to the Final Four. And I want to have this conversation because I think that's blasphemous. It is. I think if first off. If you think these are bad teams, you have not been watching basketball. No, you have not. San Diego State won the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. They're a muck-it-up kind of team. They're not sexy, and so that's why nobody talks about them, but they're Mm -hmm. top 15 in net. You have UConn, who played like a national championship contender until they had some injuries. They went through a rough stretch. Now they're back at that form. Miami won the ACC. The ACC was down, but Miami still won and won the tournament. And then FAU won 31 freaking games in the regular season. These are not bad teams that got lucky. No. These are great basketball teams. These are all really good teams. And the fact that we have a 4-5-5-9, that is absolutely beautiful. What more could... It's exactly what March Madness is about. The Blue Bloods, whatever. Freak the Blue Bloods. Who cares? They're fan bases. And casual college basketball fans. Whatever. Who cares about you? We care about fun in this podcast. We care about chaos. Chaos is fun. If you think... That, oh, Kentucky and uh, Duke isn't in the national championship again. How freaking lame. You just hate fun. You're a soulless corporate entity that has no fun or light in their life. Sorry, Jared's boss. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. I was railing on him today. He was like, it's so stupid. They're just bad teams that got lucky. This man has never watched college basketball in his life. Okay? Nope. No. I, these same people are the people... Now, I'm sure there are some of both, but these are probably the people that think the four-team playoff is the best way in college football. No, they're okay? They're the people that want to go back to the BCS. Yeah, they're the people that's just like, the best teams need to need to play for the championship. Why don't we just have the SEC champion play? Play the Big Ten champion. Yeah, and crown that the national title. Yeah, because they're the best. Why don't we do the best teams just get crowned? Why don't we even play the sport? Why don't we just crown the best team when we look at them? Yeah, it doesn't matter that Alabama has two losses. Why aren't they in the playoff? They're obviously a better team than TCU. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid. I hate the people that say, like, we need to see the best teams in the championship game or something. If you want to see the best teams, the best teams are the ones that win. They're there. I don't care. I don't care that Purdue won 30 games in the regular season. They lost a fairly freaking Dickinson. Zach Eady is just tall. (laughs) That's all he is. You have to play the game. That sports do not matter on a logical level. You break it down to the molecular structure of the universe. Sports matter because you play the game. You play to win the game. Exactly. If you, you do not win. play, if you do not win, you are not the best team. Yeah. I don't want to hear bull crap about Alabama not being in the final four. They were not the best team. Mm-hmm. They did not win the game. Nope. There are no moral victories in March Madness. No! No. Okay. 
Did we get our yelling out? I I'm still pretty fired up, but I don't know if the listeners. Like, Honestly, I think that's a pretty good. Oh, look, look oh at that. yeah, that, that's that's a, that's a lot of decibels. <laughs> Those are some levels. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a good note to end the episode on. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Thank you for getting passionate with us. We hope that you are enjoying a four five five nine in the final four. And if you are not, we hope that you repent and change your ways. This was a fun episode. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal to royal pod, where you'll find news, fun content, and a lot of good stuff. Leave a review if you enjoyed the episode, or even if you didn't. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Uh, uh, editor's note, if you leave a review saying that the final four should be full of blue bloods, we will delete you. We will erase yeah. you from the, the annals of history. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> I wonder if we've gotten another review. I don't even know. <laughs> I haven't even checked. <laughs>